after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors Hello, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right. We are here to talk about TV commercials today, the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. How do you explain this? What am I, a professor in explanation? My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve Has. Hi, Andrew. Genevieve, if you are a cop, you have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. That's widely known, widely understood. What's coming up on today's show? It's cops. It's cops. And robbers? Nope. It's, well, it's incidentally robbers, but it's more about, it's more about copping and the things that cops do. Mm -hmm. It's, um, cops are, you know, uh, police are a uh, a fraught topic. I'm not here to, not here to get fraught. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to look at commercials that use sort of like policing tropes as the, as the premise of the commercial. And I'm not talking about like you know home security and stuff where that would be like a natural fit yeah, but like yeah. where it's like where the story takes place in some kind of police context i see okay now do you believe that blue lives matter there are no such thing as blue lives <laughs> should we start there so today? don't try to get me on that one <laughs> you said that you wanted to not be fraught today i parked behind a car with a little uh, blue light it was like kind of a nicer car in right our us. neighborhood yeah right across the street it's kind of a, a nicer little car and it had this thing that was, it, i don't even know if it was a sticker it was almost like a I don't think it would be a magnet because I don't think most car bumpers right now would hold a magnet. But it was like kind of a, it must have been like kind of a, a very thick sticker. It was kind of, it was a fancy car and sort of a fancy, I don't a, know. A fancy that, car deserves a fancy sticker. <laughs> exactly. It, it, somehow it adhered to the bumper and it was like almost a three-dimensional little, a tasteful little racist little symbol. Uh-huh. It was nice. Anyway, uh, so there we just alienated, I don't know, what, a third of the audience possibly? Maybe the rest th- of you? Maybe three of the audience. <laughs> the I think everybody else like knows what they're in for. <laughs> Please stick around. Um, <laughs> also, what's going on with the ad council? Oh, we got All lot- counselors are <laughs> bastards, by the way. <laughs> Ad counselors are bastards. <laughs> Ad counselors are bastards. Damn it. Too bad we already have a good slogan. <laughs> I've been misinterpreting. Now that's the ad that council slogan. all over town. Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, <laughs> the bastards, as they will henceforth be known, uh, sent us some good stuff this week, um, uh, including one... One commercial that might be the most annoying collection of sounds that I've ever heard. Oh. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, also, uh, very exciting news out of Hong Kong, which we'll get to. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. See, I, I enjoy it when I have no idea what's going on in the show. I'm very excited to hear what's coming up. Hope you guys are, too. Let's uh, get into this. Well, before we get to the... Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. This, I already, did you hear a little bit of music? I was ready to go. I did. I was, yeah, you really jumped the gun. Yes. Um, but we've, was, got, we've got to settle a debate on this Oh, that's right. We show. got... Was this yesterday? Yesterday we got into this. Yes, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about it here, and then I'm gonna put a put up a poll um, and let the ad council weigh in. Um, there's a new progressive ad, uh, the Dr. Rick, oh, um, yeah. helping you become uh, avoid becoming your parents ad. We love this series. We love these actors who do these these ads. Can I mention what it's like to live in our house? Yesterday uh, the TV was kind of on in the background. In the background, you and I were doing 
I don't know what we were doing, but we weren't really watching the TV. Well, I was just watching TV. Were you sitting in, and all yeah. of a sudden you were like, we were talking about something. You're like, wait, 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 the new Dr. Rick, new Dr. Rick. And you're like, hold on, I got to, I got to rewind this. Like this is, this is what happens in our household. Yeah. And then we watched it and I laughed at it. I thought it was funny. And you took exception to one of the yeah. markers of parent becoming your parents yes i did you said it doesn't that doesn't qualify and that they're stretching i disagree i think you th- say that because you are on some level becoming a, your parents I, I was uh, incredulous right. i think is maybe the word okay so can we can we so this is one that is the whole thing kind of uh travel related it's, it takes it's about place airport. in an airport yeah so okay. it's about so you start with it's very much like the rest of these this ads in this series you start with Dr. Rick. He's at his desk. He's talking about how going to the airport can be very triggering of parental type behaviors for people who've bundled their home and auto and are becoming their parents. And it's a lot of the same actors who we've seen in previous ones. The woman who likes to have that sign, uh, no cussing, no fussing, no oh, lesson. Yeah. Um, he, she has to throw it away, I believe. She's made to throw it away. She's made to throw that sign away. Anyway, she and a bunch of these other sort of uh, familiar characters are at the airport and it's a montage of all the behaviors that they are uh, displaying that are very much like things parents do at the airport. So I think it's fairly self-explanatory. If there's anything that's really hard to understand from just the audio, we can uh, explain it. The airport can be a real challenge for new homeowners who have become their parents. Okay, everybody, let's do a ticket check. Everybody holds up a paper ticket. We're off to a horrible start, but we can overcome it. We're not going to point out our houses, landmarks, or major highways during takeoff. Don't buy anything. I packed so many delicious snacks. They're... Nope. Did you say ballpark when group two is going to get boarded? Two hours and 58 minutes. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents. Okay, now that is me. I like to get to the airport super, super early. And then Um, do you like to bug the ticket No, I don't do that. Um, And I I understand that I am outside of the norm with that, right? That is an anxiety thing and maybe an age thing. Um, I don't know if it's an age thing, but um, and then you have the that. There's couple. one little tag joke here. Where oh, okay, should I? The two of them are watching the the just watching somebody run down the hallway in the airport down yeah. the concourse. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle no, with us. Someone should have left home earlier. <laughs> Amen. You should have left home earlier. That's how you know I'll never become my parents because I will always be that person running through the concourse. Um. And then the woman says, "I I made some. I brought some snacks from home. It looks like her husband is like you know in the little bookstore area looking at various snacks yeah. he can buy for probably seven dollars per pretzel. <laughs> yeah. I am my very na- much my this- natural cheat. I although I love to get airport food because. It's, you know, it, it, you sort of have permission to snack at airports. Uh, yeah, exactly. I give myself permission to snack at airports. Yeah. But, like, my natural cheapness does, uh, you know, kind of come into play here. I will pack candy. If I have candy at home and I'm going to the movies, I will pack candy from home. But here is the one that I felt is not necessarily related to age or even parenthood. It's just something that a lot of people do. And for the record, I don't do this because I'm so bad at it. And (laughs) I always like to sit in the aisle seat now, not the window seat. So this doesn't even apply to me. This isn't like personal vendetta. Just listen listen to this. We're not going to point out our houses, landmarks, or major highways during takeoff. Okay, why not? I think everybody enjoys that. Do they? You don't. When you're taking off, especially from a city that you know and love, you don't get excited to see certain landmarks up there? Landmarks like a dangly license plate, per chance? Okay, that's a whole different thing that we don't have time to explain right now. No, it's the same impulse. 
when Andrew and I were first dating, and I, I think this was def, this was definitely the first time that we were on a plane together. Yes, we were it was probably like this third time I was on a plane in my life. In your life. And that that does actually, that is sort of a mitigating factor, I suppose. Um, but we were traveling for the first time and we were, <laughs> we were sitting in our seats. And I think you actually, you must have been sit, sitting in the window seat, which is kind of rare. Now I always sit in the window seat. I used seat. to sit in the window seat yeah. all the time. And I would let you because you hadn't flown yeah. very much. Yeah. And so I didn't, I never flew until I had just graduated from college and my friend Pauly um, uh, he had a job out in Boston and he was already kind of established so he bought me a plane ticket so I could hang out with him for a week it turns out this is the week where I, where I will end up meeting you so yeah. I'm probably what 21 years old maybe early 22 yeah. and I'm flying for essentially the first time since I was a toddler and so on the flight out to meet you I remember being very nervous sitting in the window seat just being amazed at how big the wings were like honestly I'm 22 years old but I'm just like looking out and I also remember being like kind of nervous but thinking I got this I got this and then realizing as the plane was taking off that my face was bleeding because I was picking at something Ugh. the whole time yeah well anyway that sorry ladies that's not I'm the story taken. I'm trying to tell here uh, but it is I guess yeah so this is that context. era so, but you're, you're very I'm still new to pretty flying. still pretty high strung about flying and we're flying somewhere together and Andrew's sitting in the window seat. And I think out of mostly out of nervousness, you're just kind of like, you're just sort of narrating everything you're seeing out the window. And we're still on the ground at this we're point. We're just sitting on the tarmac. You're like, you know, there's a there's the truck that's bringing the little food. Yeah. And then there's the there's the guy with the orange cone. I'm a little and, bit nervous, but I'm also just ex- kind of excited. It's kind of an excited, yeah. nervous energy. And I think I was tired. I think it was a fairly early flight. And I am just also a more experienced flyer, and it's not that exciting to me anymore. In fact, mostly what I do on planes is sleep. You were doing a damn crossword puzzle or, or was, one of your cryptic or crosswords, I was doing a I crossword puzzle. So so I, you know, I was otherwise occupied. And at one point, Andrew. I just kept nudging you with Kept my nudging elbow. me to tell me about things he was seeing. And one of the things he saw was a vehicle on the tarmac that the license plate had, bec- had come undone on one side. So it was dangling. So it was really like all, like there's only one bolt. Well, only one four. bolt was holding on this license plate. It and was when Andrew told me that he saw this dangly license plate. I elbowed you and I said, look at that dangly I license plate. I just snapped at him and I was like. Jesus Christ, you know, like, could you just give it a rest? Like, that's not interesting. And it was pretty rude. It was a little rude, but I was just sort of like a little annoyed. And then I went to sleep. And when I woke up later in the flight and I asked you, did I miss anything? You said, you missed the dangliest (laughs) license plate. (laughs) To this day, if I see a dangly license plate, I don't care if I'm driving a car or a forklift. I don't care how dangerous it is. I will pull out my phone and try to take a photo of the dangly license plates that I that I happen upon, so I can send them to you. Because I know that that is a that's something you're interested in, right? Yeah. Well, it has been a long running joke between us. But I would all say also that like there's just an element to your experience of flying that is a little um, sort of sort of dad-like in a, in your in your unabashed excitement about things like Back then, seeing land I but i think it's still like that and, and you can understand not really now i just sort of i don't really like flying anymore like i i would just prefer to skip the whole thing i mean i'm i'm certainly like well, that's your I'm natural still agoraphobia battling yeah. your natural dadness i'm still high strung i like to get there very early i'm worried about all the things that can go wrong but once i'm sitting on the airplane i don't think i have some sort of like inherent excitement about being on an airplane. I just want to be off the airplane. Um, 
And you don't think but, it's dad like to be like pointing out like, look, kids. I big guess. Ben. I mean, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to admit I'm wrong if the listeners write in to say that I'm wrong. Now, here's the deal. And this is a true thing. The listeners like you more than they like me. <laughs> and they love siding with you because they yeah. know it winds me up. They love it when you win. I mean, that is a that's the fact of the matter. So that's uh, I mean, that sounds like loser talk. That's I like mean, I do think that it, it, it is people like to see me all wound up um, <laughs> when they agree with you. But uh, listeners, I like, want your honest, honest opinion. Do you really think that that is it? Now, I wasn't going after it in this commercial because I feel personally offended. Again, I'm actually very terrible at identifying things from the sky. And like I say, I don't even sit in that seat anymore. But for me, I was just I just have this feeling and I know this is not um something that we like to say but i just i'm i'm worried i'm concerned that these um dr rick commercials are starting to just get a little bit thin on the well, jokes that used to be some of the best writing on television and now i just sort of feel like any you're premise stretching. any premise is gonna have a limit to it i agree with that i don't think that this is the commercial that hits that limit but I take that point. Certainly. Yeah, so that's where my concern comes from. Not because this is something that I engage in and I don't want to be an old. Like, listen, I know I'm old. I'm annoying. I'm high strung. I love dangly license plates. All the <laughs> things I will admit to. I just don't think that that is the best joke because I sort of feel like everybody enjoys pointing out things with, that they recognize from the sky. Well, uh, we'll let the listeners decide. And <laughs> you know what? Here's the truth. Whatever the listeners, whatever it comes out to be, the majority, and I, I will, I'll make it a clean poll, no joke answers, whatever. Whatever the majority is, that's what we'll agree to abide oh, wait, by. Wait, how are you going to word this poll? I'm going to take the exact quote from the progressive ad, whatever he says, no pointing out houses, landmarks, whatever. And I'll just put that quote in and say, is this a parental behavior or not? Is that fair? That You can tell me how you want me to word it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like is it specifically – because, yes, it's something that parents do, but it's – I think it's something that – Is this a sign of, of becoming your parents? That's, yeah, okay. That's as, that's as close that's as we the, can get that, to the joke. That's the joke, right? That's the yeah, joke, yeah. So, okay. All right. All right. All right, I, you so know, look for no, that. You know what, Andrew? Be confident for once in your goddamn life. <laughs> Be the dangly license plate you want to see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Call the You know, I'm glad I accidentally hit the music too early before because it just is a little reminder to the listeners that we do this all live. We do. Everything we, we do it everything live. Everything is so coming together live. C- give us a break. We're not one of those podcasts that mixes everything in early or late or is later. What I meant to say. <laughs> Typically, it's after. I don't even know. I mean, what if we? I'm a podcast where we have we, all the music all the laid sound. out yeah. in sound effects, <laughs> laid out in advance, and then you got to hit your marks, man. It yeah. is tough. It's good, but tough. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that really is a high bar. Uh, they give you get a lot of difficulty points for that. <laughs> yeah, that's all you get. All right. Well, thanks for putting this together. What are we looking? Now, what's up first? Well, this first one is the one that kind of made me think of this idea. This is a commercial for Hotels.com. I haven't seen it in heavy rotation lately, but it has been on. I've certainly seen it in the wild a number of times. This is one of those Captain Obvious ones, but it starts out with just a couple, and we we don't really know what their deal is. I will tell you that one of the actors in it is um, Stephanie I think Beatrice or Beatrice, who's from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. From Brooklyn Nine Nine, and she plays a cop on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh-huh. She plays Rosa Diaz, and she's one of my favorite actresses. She's great, um, and so she's playing a very sort of similar character 
to her to Rosa Diaz. She's she's leaning over a table in a dark room with one bright light on her partner's face, and she's interrogating him, you know, cop style, about his plans that he's made for a vacation to surprise her. Just tell me what I need to know. Never. Where is it? It's on the beach. Ocean views. It was supposed to be a surprise. She doesn't like surprises, Dave. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Booking a trip can feel dramatic, but with free cancellation, you can't go wrong with Hotels.com. Also, you're out of milk. Captain Obvious has never gotten it right. What is it's rare what that is, Captain Obvious gets it doing? right? I don't, yeah. You know, Stephanie sometimes, Beatriz, sometimes like, she's, she's doing a good, you know, the acting is good, the directing is good for what it is. The script is shit. It doesn't make sense. Which part? I mean, I think that the Captain Obvious thing is a little bit stretched thin anyway, kind yes. of like I said about the last one. But also, and then what is the out of milk? Like, what is that? Why add that joke? It doesn't play into anything. He just grabs milk from the refrigerator and pulls it out. I agree that like, you're what out of... What the hell is going on? For one thing, you're out of milk isn't an obvious statement. No. Um, it's something we often do need to be told, in fact. Yes. The point of someone being ca- a Captain Obvious is like they are stating something that is self-evident. By the way, quick point of order. Today is uh, August 3rd. I went to have some cereal to today and I went to drink some of your milk or put some of your milk on it. My milk? Milk. I just said milk, didn't I? Um, I rarely drink or use milk in this house. You are the milk drinker. Um, But I was like, I'm in the mood for cereal. I have some checks hidden away somewhere. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) And then I go to pour some of your milk on it. And the uh, sell-by date was uh, July 19th. Today is the 3rd. I would recommend we maybe invest in new milk. I just drank a glass of that milk right before we started this podcast. And it was fine. You are also a person who randomly is just like nauseous at times. Everybody experiences nausea. And it's not because of the milk. You just wander around eating bad food and more than anybody I know is just kind of like, I feel like throwing up now for no reason. That happened one time in like the last six months. I felt sick and I don't know why, but sometimes people feel sick. But the milk is the thing about milk being bad is you it is not there's no question that milk is bad. I know it's written on it. No, that's the sell by not drink by date. Mm. It doesn't say drink by July 19th. It says, if you drink this after July 20th, you will die That's and feel nauseated. not what that says. All right. Anyway, I just want to let you know that. Um, yeah. So anyway, I but don't yeah, like this I agree commercial. with you. Like, I, I think that she doesn't like surprises part is kind of funny because she's making it very clear that she yeah, doesn't okay, like surprises. Sure, sure, but I agree sure. with you on another point that like you have a confused concept here. You have the the interrogation scene, the, the tough cop, you know giving the suspect, you know, a, a, a hard time. Like, that's a funny joke. That's a that's a that's a construct that like, mm-hmm. OK, I'm invested in this this couple. When you throw in Captain Obvious, it just feels like they just can't let go of this conceit. They need to get on board with what Geico and Progressive mm-hmm. and all these insurance companies have understood for a long time, which is that you can have lots of different ideas for what your campaign is. You don't have to be so devoted to your your spokes critter or whatever you've yeah, got you know yeah yeah do you want to talk uh, cheetos here yeah i think we've talked about this one before so we won't have to belabor it but it is another one where interrogation is the theme now this one isn't as explicitly like cop interrogation but 
there is like special lights and there's like it's it's sort of scene it's sort of a scene. So okay. you have the dad interrogating his family about who ate all the Cheetos. Oh yeah. And it is just such a funny ad. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't great. This I is couldn't going avoid. back a ways, yeah. I didn't want to like walk away from this one. I do love it. You have a dad, he's interrogating his two children and his wife. They're at the kitchen table. The lighting is sort of a little noiry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, when no one will confess to eating the Cheetos, he pulls out this crazy blue light that he says will expose the Cheetle, which is, I guess Cheetos made up word for the orange Cheeto dust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on who who has eaten the Cheetos. Which one of you has been eating all the Cheeto snacks? Okay. I've given you guys a chance to confess. This little baby can detect trace amounts of Cheetle. They all have it all over their faces and shirts. Gloria! Kids! Where did we get a cat? It's a Cheeto thing. There's a cat that also has been covered in Cheetle um, and leaving uh, little orange paw prints all over the place. That is so much better than the Super Bowl commercial. Which with, one? Oh, uh, with uh, Mila and, and uh, Ashton. Ashton, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I and, mean, well, we should say who's the singer. Uh, Shaggy. Shaggy, Shaggy, yeah. Um, yeah, so I agree. I think this one, sometimes it less is more with this kind of, with jokes, you know? And that joke, like, that is a twisted joke at the end because you think it's going to, the, the obvious joke is, at too fluffy right, or whatever, yeah. but like it actually does take the joke a little bit further away, but it works because yeah. it's quick and it's like <laughs> the joke isn't that we're surprised the cat has also been eating it, but when did we get a cat? Yeah, it's a great I tag. I love that. It's That's a great how you little do tag it. on to yeah. it, and it's really funny. Uh, and, the, and the dude's performance is very funny. Yeah, I like absolutely. That actor. Good timing. All right, this next one is a wild ride. I feel like we might have talked about it before in some context because I, I think I might have seen it. So. But it, it's certainly been a while since we talked about it. This is for a Folgers uh, coffee uh, blend that they are touting as like as incredibly, uh, you know, just luxurious. Yeah, we we've talked about something in this campaign. I don't know if it's this one, but they have like it's 1850, right? Right, and correct. they have very elaborate. All I remember is very elaborate commercials. Very elaborate. This is an extremely elaborate one. The premise here, and it's. I apologize. It's going to be kind of a kind of noisy for the listener, but it's visually very interesting. But the premise is it's like this montage of scenes from a cop procedural. So you have, you know, cops who are um, it's like it's treated like drugs, right? It's mm-hmm. like a drug bust or a drug ring that they're trying to track down. And every time they get close to it, um, they arrest another person. They get closer and closer to the source. But all of these um, people who love luxury are um doing whatever they have to do to get a hold of this coffee and they're they're doing like uh you know those what are those fancy coffee makers where it looks like uh like a big beaker or whatever yeah is it the gravity bong no it's, that's yes, not you know, right. coffee you know how you make coffee in gravity bong no i know what you're talking yeah, about. yeah you know yeah. if you're a coffee head you know i don't know all the terms but like it's all the fancy accoutrement of coffee but it's treated like drugs. And I think mm-hmm. we might have talked about it in that context. Yeah, I feel like we did talk about this commercial. It's good, though. But it's really good because it's a great little story um, told in the language of police procedurals. Um, and like all these, I think it's noteworthy that everyone who's getting arrested is like, appears to be well off. It's very distinctly positioned as a luxury mm-hmm. good. 
The city's changed. Nakita, what do we have here? This coffee wasn't even heard of a year ago. Starts with a sniff. And now? Somebody's grandma. Somebody's mom. It's everywhere. Ten years. No! It's coffee! Hello. The seduction of it draws them in. Like moths to a flame. All because of four filthy numbers. One eight five zero. How do you explain this? What am I, a professor in explanation? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's eighteen fifty. Colonel James, you are under arrest for drinking coffee. Captain, we got a jackrabbit. They're always on the go. Oh, this one's been cut with Starbucks. <laughs> it's not pure eighteen fifty. <laughs> Now I'm surprised that they use a different brand name. Yeah, I'm, in there. I think we might have even talked about that being surprised that they yeah. were willing to name drop Starbucks yeah. like that. We got it. Let's bust these coffee clowns. Drop the box. Arrestingly bold yet smooth. 1850 coffee. Quality that's criminal. Drop the carafe. That is great. So many tropes in there. So well done. Yeah, Just jam packed. The production. Shock-a-block. The production values are crazy. When you think about how much production had to be done to get all of these little quick cuts. Yeah. I mean, this must have been a very expensive ad. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, but I really love it. Well, the coffee's expensive, so that's how they covered it. I guess so. Um, but yeah, I, it's like. Um, it really makes me want to watch a cop show about this coffee. I know, actually. actually I, I <laughs> like, it's would. that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I see you have a Cars.com commercial. This is not Daily, right? I get all these commercials. This is not Andy Daly. No, it's not Andy Daly. This one's been around for a while. It does have an actress that um, is kind of well-known, uh, Siobhan Fallon. Uh, I think she goes by Siobhan Fallon Hogan now. Hmm. Um, I want to say she was maybe an SNL or she's like a comedic actress of some recognizability. Um, this is an ad that's been around for a long time and, and it's no longer airing. But this is a couple that goes to buy a car through cars.com. Um, and they have such a great experience when they finally go pick up their when they go to pick up their car. There's no haggling. There's no drama that the car dealership offers to inject a little drama into the process by having them do a lie detector by putting the husband in a lie detector. Okay. And so then she gets to interrogate him and they, you know, as soon as the lie detector goes on, by the way, we could have done a whole show of lie detector commercials because it is a very common trope. Ooh, we should remember that. There's so many commercials with lie detectors. Oh, good. Um, But I picked ones that were more like, that had the feel of, there's a lot of things where like someone's hooked up to a, hokey looking lie detector and it just like buzzes when they when it when they mm-hmm. say a lie or whatever um but i try to pick the ones that were a little bit more like a police style mm-hmm. interrogation does she ask her husband have you ever stopped a train <laughs> with your penis there there it is there's your mr show mr. reference show. for today's episode um, and uh, just to want to take a moment to say uh, good thoughts to yeah. bob odenkirk and a swift recovery um, but yeah, so this is one where she, she starts asking him, uh, questions he does not want to answer. Congrats on the new car. Thanks. The dealership reviews on cars.com made it easy, but we thought it might be a little more tense. You missed the drama. Yeah. Ask him whatever you want. Okay. I think my sister's prettier than me. Ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> Research. The yes. audio on that might not have come through if you didn't get the visuals, but um, the wife asks, do you think my sister's prettier than me? And he, there's a big tense moment, and then he starts nervously laughing and rips off all of the uh, electrodes and as the needles As the needles go flying all <laughs> over the place, meaning the answer is probably no. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's probably, probably nice. Um, here's another lie detector. Um, now, this was... <laughs> super weird um this is just a guy um who's the head brewer of budweiser being given a lie detector oh this test. is for budweiser select this is for like budweiser their special select. black can this is not unlike your 1510 or whatever we were talking about before the the fan 1850 folgers like this is the fancy version of budweiser yeah for some reason every time there's a maybe i don't know what the the overlap is with you know, select or l the luxury version of something and like the need to make a federal case of it. Yeah. But I guess there it is. Yeah. All right. So we have the head brewer of Budweiser. Pete Kramer. Being subjected to a lie detector test. Do I need to know anything else as we go, as we enter this? There's the woman interviewing, the woman giving him the lie detector test also uh, confirms whether or not he is being truthful. We asked Budweiser's head brewer, does 99-calorie Budweiser Select taste like Budweiser? Yes. He passed. But is the lie detector lying? No. She passed. There you have it. <laughs> Light on calories. There is on a, so the lie detector administrator was also hooked up to a lie detector. Yeah, it's a funny little mother. joke. That's a funny little joke. But the funny thing is there's, I believe, a mattress commercial that is the exact same premise. Wait, what? Yeah. Is that in here? No, I didn't grab it because it's it's not very good. It's it's less well executed, but it's exactly the same thing. You have two people. At first, you see two people doing a lie detector about whether this mattress is comfortable or not. The Some person says yes, and then the person who's doing the test is immediately then questioned whether they are telling the truth. I love her reaction. She's incredulous. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. I love that. It's like she didn't know that she was going to be asked that. Even, even though, though she's hooked up to one. <laughs> We're the ones who didn't know. Yes. Yes. She's really great for like a very, very short. Yeah. Uh, scroll down. Let's see what, if that actress has a name in this thing. There. None have been identified for the spot. Well, she's to great. I spot. Yeah, I wonder um, if that really is the head brewer. I get the feeling that it is. It could be. It's a very light lifting, as far as uh, all he has to say is yes. Exactly. Yeah. And he and he's identified by name. Yeah. Um. And there's nothing like jokey or anything about the name, so it seems like it probably is. Yeah. And he looks like a brewer. I don't know what. I that wonder means. if he really passed the lie detector. I have no idea what that means. I'm not really profiling. He's middle aged brewers. and white. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and he's wearing a fleece. I guess. So there you go. Um, all right. Up next, we have something for ESPN fantasy football. Guess what I remembered yesterday, Genevieve? What? That I have a fantasy baseball team. Oh, the commissioner no. had to write <laughs> to me and Luke and just say, "Hey guys, hey guys, just curious what's going on. I know you've Since been you haven't done anything pretty locked into that number three spot for months and months, but I noticed that you're slipping and just playing a bunch of injured players. That is an interesting. <laughs> no problem. It's just an interesting technique. Let me know if you need anything. I'm oh, like, oh man, you got school. And you know that our commissioner I've mentioned on the show today, his name is Joe, and he actually works in the ad space. By the way. That's so there's right. the connection, yeah. So hoping to pull out of the slump. Uh, 
I did I did get rid of the injured players and rearranged some things for today. Well, congratulations on sort of managing your team. Yeah, I do see that I have a player in here. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski is not playing today, so I need to make some roster moves. Can we get through this as fast as possible, please? So you can make your move. If you need yeah. to make the move right now. Here, let me just do just it. Just do it. There, <laughs> there it is, all right. everybody. You were all here a, for that, it. That's a new, that is, a, is that a new low point <laughs> for after these it messages? It might be a podcast first. I just put David Peralta in instead of Mike Yastrzemski in the outfield, so wish me luck. All right, we've got one more lie detector. Oh, is this is the ESPN uh, fantasy football one? It is, and this ad is amazing. It I don't. It doesn't feel like an ESPN ad at all. Although I will say, it feels like in the sense that ESPN is very creative in their ads. Hmm. This is a. This has the look and feel and grittiness, like just the way the film looks. So something about how they make it, how they shoot it. It really feels like it's some old police, 70s police drama. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Like, you know, Banachek or, or one of those ones, like, uh, or Hill Street Blues Yeah, that's or cool. We haven't like seen that. that yet. We've been seeing more modern procedural yes. spoofs. Yeah. So you have the police commissioner who is himself now hooked up to a polygraph, and he's being questioned... And then, like in many of these kind of many kind of jokes, when there's a lie detector, he gets asked something. You know, he he starts to be asked questions that he wasn't expecting to be asked, and he is dishonest or truthful depending on what he uh, what the answer is. Okay, so it begins with a black screen with just the simple um, white text across the front that says a "Commissioner's Office, 4:13 p.m." It sort of has a Law and Order feel right. to it. Yeah. Or not Law and Order. What's the one, the chunk chunk? That's Law and Order. That's Law and Order. Yeah. Okay, that's why I said. I'm Have some confidence, Walsh. As a commissioner of two things, police and fantasy football, I always tell the truth. False. So you can trust me when I say people who use ESPN Insider are 67% more likely to win their league. True. Sir, did you read that ballistics report I put on your desk? No. True. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. False. Start your league at ESPN.com slash fantasy football and sign up for Insider at ESPN.com slash Insider. That is interestingly directed. Isn't it weirdly directed? So the It really visual... has like a Hill Street Blues feel to it. Yes, yes. So this cop comes in and says, have you looked at the report I put on your desk yet? And he says, no. And the lie detector guy says, true. But then instead of going back to the scene, the the camera just does a close-up on that cop as yeah. he walks away. Giving looking, a very skeptical, yeah, suspicious just look at the commissioner it's a weird end yeah. i like it i really like it too it's got such a strange feel and i think espn has done so many fun and interesting things with yeah. their marketing i, oh, I yeah. always enjoy what they do those sports center commercials are just oh, like incredible. iconic yeah um all right so let's leave the lie detectors behind and go talk about this glad bags commercial this is for Sounds dirty. <laughs> so glad bags, you know, they're garbage bags, like comp- competitor of hefty. Um, they did a, a campaign called the torture tests of their bags where they would do all mm. kinds of things. You know, this is very much stock and trade for garbage bags, right? Like what kind of punishment can they endure mm-hmm. before they break? Mm-hmm. And so in some of these torture tests, they do more traditional things like dropping it from a high you know, story or putting sharp things in it or whatever it is that like prevent that this meant to show what the punishment it can take. This one is part of the same series, um, 
but it's almost upsetting that they call it a torture test because all they do is have a dog sniff it. Oh. Um, so they have a bunch the of... The idea being, could it contain the, the awful smell. smells? Exactly. So you have a, a sort of a big, empty gymnasium. Um, it's fairly darkly lit. Uh, there's just like one light source, just this big, big window at the end. And scattered throughout it at regular intervals are a bunch of white garbage bags and they're going to explain, and they're going to take, they're going to walk this German Shepherd, you know, police dogs, drugs. I don't know what it really is meant to sniff, but like, some it looks like a drug sniffing dog or bomb sniffing dog, and they they bring it through these garbage bags to so to see if it can smell where they've hidden some smelly thing. Test glad's odor blocking technology. We hit a treat from the ultimate nose. So it's sniffing. It's if it sniffing. can block odors from that nose, it can block odors from. And does not signal at the one that has the treat in it. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I'm I'm glad that while we're talking about cops, you brought in a canine. Yeah. Um, but the commercial doesn't do much for me, especially the fact that it's called a torture test. Like you said, yeah, it's just I don't weird. Like it. Yeah. That's very strange. Yeah, and I just think to like. And maybe in who I'm not sure when these were made uh, or released, and I've never seen that one in the wild. I found it looking for it, but I don't want to see any. I don't want to see police dogs in ads. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. They, there's a really fraught history there. There's like, uh, I mean, our history with like using dogs for policing. I know some. I know that like for bombs and uh, other things, like sometimes it's it's the best tool that we have, but like. In terms of just like pop cultural reference, yeah. pop cultural culture references, um, dogs being used as a policing tool is uh, no bueno in my yeah, book. Yeah, I do like their tagline though. For real, be happy. It's glad. That is a good. I think tagline. it's a really good tagline. But it's so out of step with like this, the tone of this campaign, right? Which is very yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of, you know, I don't like photos of myself, and I've been receiving a lot of photos. Like, I mean, it's been a while now, but my. Um, my mom for a while there when she was moving was sending me a bunch of photos from my youth and a lot of them are like kind of cuter than I remember like <laughs> a lot of them are not from the awkward stages they're like kind of up through age like I don't know maybe 10 or something yeah. where things were fine or maybe nine but then there's this one photo where it really encapsulates how I felt when I think about my youth I'm probably like 11 years old maybe I'm standing there with like three of my friends who kind of lived near me and we all have our skateboards and there's varying degrees of coolness none of these three kids were like the coolest kids on so the no block, 10 out of 10s no I'd say the coolest person there is probably a, a six right. maybe no offense to my friends who are in this photo um <laughs> but um then they there's know they me. Were six. Then there's me, and I am a, like, negative four, and I have this terrible haircut. I'm already kind of becoming a fat kid. I'm just, like, I have these big, clunky plastic glasses. I'm making the face that I think I was always making, just, like, kind of squinting and awkward, like, like right out of a... I wish that was the show like, picture Right out of, like, a, a Welcome to the Dollhouse kind oh. of, like, nerd. And on top of all of that... Is that and the like, movie character you most identify with, Don yeah, Wiener? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, like, stepping on the edge of my skateboard, so it's, like, kind of kicked up a little bit, you know? But I don't look cool at all. I just look awkward. And I'm wearing a shirt that says... 
hefty, 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 <laughs> which is like looking back. I mean, if I was a cooler kid and I was just owning it, yeah. that's one thing. But I was not owning it, right? right? And it was a weird. At one point, like somebody, you really gotta, you really gotta bring the A game confidence if you're gonna own that. Yeah, and I posted that to Twitter to like make fun of myself at some point in the past couple of years. Whenever I got it, and I couldn't even, I didn't even pay that much attention to the shirt. It's kind of a little bit. You can't really. You'd have to be familiar with that slogan and that logo to recognize it. And of course. The sharp-eyed Stewbot, my buddy Stu in St. Paul, just responded, "Is that a hefty, hefty, hefty T-shirt?" And I had to say, "Indeed, it is." This is what when I was hefty, hefty, hefty. This is what I was draping myself in. Oh well, your parents must have bought that for you. I don't hate the. Again, I can't believe you went to a I store and picked it out. I don't hate the shirt, honestly, and yeah. I and I don't even and I don't want to fat shame either. Like it is what it is. It's that. It's. There are kids who are probably I, I can't think of any, but they're <laughs> I mean, in my. But let's assume in, not not in my particular class, but certainly today in 2021, yeah. there is a kid that could have had my body who is just absolutely rocking it at school with confidence yes. and flair, and also would look awesome in a hefty, hefty, hefty T-shirt. Sure, but like I was, I mean, it was a different time, and also. I just was awkward. I mean, that was the thing. I was awkward and uncomfortable and not cool. Yeah, that's the thing. They were bigger kids. I I understand we've hopefully come a long way in accepting people at any size and recognizing that, you you know, like size has nothing to do with whether you're a cool person. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, even back then, even back in the 80s, you know, there were kids who were big kids who like were confident and happy kids. Like, yeah. You know, despite all the messages they were probably getting. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. It, but I, I, that is. Uh, it's just like, it, I always think of myself in a certain way. And that most of the photos it. I see don't really encapsulate it because maybe they've all been destroyed or <laughs> my family's protecting me. But then I saw this one photo and I was like, oh, there it is. There's the Andy that I I remember, the, the, the body that I remember being in or yeah, the feeling I remember being in. Yeah, it's, uh, well. Hopefully. You want me to post it to the uh, Facebook page? I mean, if you want to. <laughs> I don't care. I'll see if I can find it. I've already posted it to, to Twitter, I think. So anyway, thanks for that little um, excursion down Memorly Boulevard. Memorly Boulevard, as they famously That's say. That's right. Um, this next one is <laughs> bonkers. And it is right. going to be absolutely meaningless is to the listener. Is it sexy? It looks sexy at first blush here. I guess it depends what you're into, honestly. It, it's for Rimmel Scandal Eyes. What? I, I'm sorry? Rimmel Scandal Eyes, which ah, is a... That's like Memorly Boulevard, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> that's right. Rimmel it. is a makeup uh, okay. brand. Okay. And Scandal Eyes, get it? Scandal Eyes? Oh, Scandal Eyes. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Is there... Is a... Uh, mascara brand sure. or, or line that they were doing for a while. I think it's kind of old now, and it was it was very memorable at the time because they were really you know that mon- that mod look from like the '60s in London, mm-hmm. and they would have these sort of like uh, very affectless, beautiful models wearing this mascara and saying "Get the London look." Okay, and that was kind of their uh, their tagline. So I remember some of these ads and some of them were like kind of appealing. They're very stylish and stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one makes no sense to me, just sort of nar- narratively. You have a a very attractive blonde model, um, kind of with a little bit of a 60s 
vibe to her. A very look. updated though, like updated. kind of an edgy, yeah, like but almost like, inf- like inspired by exactly inspired by like kind of big, kind of bigger hair than you would have seen then probably, but like, but yeah, exactly, like somewhere between between more modern runway edginess yeah. and this mod And she's look. got the great big lashes that are, you know, really teased out with the mascara. And because I guess this is where I I really lose the thread on this. She's being arrested and it's all sort of done to get done in montage and quick cuts, so it won't really make sense to the listener. She's being arrested. She's somehow already in like a jailhouse look because she's wearing this like plastic I guess like raincoat that's black and white stripes mm-hmm. like a like a jail like jailhouse. I get a little bit of Beetlejuice vibes. Or but or like Beetlejuice, who was in a in a certain way also in prison. <laughs> exactly. Um so she's prison being of ar- his own making. She's being arrested by two mega hot cops. I think they're I think they might be like the hot cops from Arrested Development, yeah. secretly strippers. Yeah, exactly. And one of them kind of has a bobby cap on, again, yes. that, that nod to the English so culture. So it's very Englishy, Londony. So it's just a lot of like, you know, close-up looks at her, sultry looks from her, but intercut with her getting arrested and then also behind bars. And I don't understand. I guess is she being arrested because she's scandalized somebody with her it, like is the scandal with her scandal eyes? With her scandal eyes, like it's unclear what her crime is, other than being a beautiful woman. Well, and if that's there's a, a scandal. And if that's a crime, <laughs> lock <Arrest> me up. Girls <laughs> <laughs> new scandalized like Reflex mascara wraps every lash with smooth, flexible volume. Layer it on, coat after coat, buildable bigness. New scandalized like Reflex from Rimmel. Get the London look. <laughs> it is so weird. Yeah, she's behind bars, but like for kinda, no reason. She's kind of hanging all over the bars as if she's dancing in a cage yes, in a club. Yes. A, so it's just a, I guess it's just a tone. Piece. I am a little scandalized. <laughs> and we have one. Get the London look. We have one more here, and it makes me nervous because I see there's also an article attached, and you know how I feel about reading. This is wild okay so i can't believe this thing was even still available on ispot which is honestly the reason i included it we better play it quickly in case it gets pulled down it should be it's already been banned like uh mountain dew has already like pulled this ad because it was so offensive so i'm going to sort of do a trigger warning here like it it is offensive it's very offensive oh it's got tyler the creator in it no wonder so let me just set this up i'm going to read from this billboard article um call a headline tyler the creator talks mountain dew controversy by the way this is not a hot. This is not a, a red hot news item. This was not breaking news. This happened in 2013. Okay. But we are, you know, that's not what we do here. We don't do no. breaking news. No. We do news whenever it comes to our attention. Um, but you know, you know who Tyler the Creator is. Uh, mm-hmm. Odd Future. He's a rapper. Um, this is the headline from 2013. Tyler the Creator talks Mountain Dew controversy. Quote: It's not going to change my art in any way. So on uh, on Wednesday uh, of May 20th, May second, twenty thirteen, okay. uh, PepsiCo removed an online ad for Mountain Dew, and I would note it's online. This never aired on TV. Oh, okay. Uh, developed by Odd Future rapper Tyler the Creator, after it was criticized for portraying racial stereotypes and making light of violence toward women. So this was actually developed by yes, because other the Odd Creator. Future oh, that's an dudes are idea. in it. Okay. Um, in the 60-second spot, a battered white woman on crutches is... Or, and she's, like, comically battered, if you will, Oof. except that uh, that construction. Mm-hmm. She's, like, got a neck brace on, and her hair is all, like, 
you know, and she's wearing crutches. She's on, she's on crutches. A battered white woman on crutches is urged by an officer uh, to identify a suspect out of a lineup of black men that includes Odd Future's left brain and Elboy and Trash Talk's Garrett Stevenson, along with a talking goat. Okay. The goat is voiced by Tyler. Okay. Um, the ad offended some who noted that all the suspects were black and all of the cops were white. Um, and then a, universe, a Syracuse University professor and social analyst. I don't know what a social analyst is. A media analyst? Hmm. I'm, I guess we're all social analysts. Uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins called the ad arguably the most racist commercial in history. Um, and then he and Tyler kind of like had a real conversation about it. I think kind of they took it offline and they had a discussion and Watkins kind of came around saying, I, I respect you as an artist. Uh, I, I understand a little bit more from how, how you understood this project, uh, as you made it, but it doesn't change what the public sees. And I still feel the ad is not okay. And they basically like kind of agreed to disagree. But on Thursday, um, they or uh, rather later that week um mountain dew was just like they'd had it and they they pulled the pulled the ad but somehow it's still available i mean on every, the official kind of iSpot on iSpot channel. Yeah, yeah i mean often when you see like banned commercial or something that's often like something that might have been something made on spec or right you know, but whatever. this really was done by T- mountain dew but it, i'm a little confused tyler the creator obviously a black man this wasn't made like a statement about race I don't, you let's watch it and we'll we'll talk about it. Um, so you can click on the ad here. Um, so it's basically exactly what I described. You have it's a very you know it's a trope we've all seen a million times. It's the it's the lineup of suspects in the in the lineup room on the other side of the glass is this woman who is supposed to be. I found out from reading about it. She's supposed to be a waitress who got like brutalized by the goat. Um, for some reason, one of the suspects is a goat. The other three are all black men. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and the cop keeps urging her to just like identify one of them, just like pick pick one, pick one. But the goat gets more and more abusive. So when you're hearing most of the talking is done by the goat, AKA Tyler. All right, man, we got them all lined up. Nail this little sucker. Come on, which one is he? Point to him. Uh, it's me. You should have gave me some more. That's the goat. I'm nasty. I don't think I can do this. It's easy. Just point to him. You better not snitch on a player. No. He's wearing the do-rag. Snitches get stitches, folks. For the record, it's not the, um, the goat that's wearing the do-rag. Yeah. It's one of the men. So the cop is trying to push her to point to one of the black men while the goat yeah, is kind of which is also upsetting thi- yeah it's strange you're right snitches get stitches folks. come on it's the one with the four legs you thought you was gonna catch no, no. me keep your mouth shut no keep your mouth shut no. i'm gonna get out of here and i'm gonna do you up <laughs> keep your mouth shut i can't do this i can't do this no no no, no. she hobbles away no. The white cop is drinking Mountain Dew. She's just got to do it. You're never going to catch me. And then the cop says she's just got to do it. The the campaign slogan back then was do it. Right. But other than that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's definitely upsetting. It's for sure upsetting. That's what. That's the one thing I can guarantee you. It's what upsetting. Did you read this whole interview? What did Tyler, what was his 
point? Was he trying to make a statement or just be edgy? It was just a, this is Tyler, the creator. It was just a goat who liked Mountain Dew. He wanted more. The waitress lady got hurt. He got pulled over by the cops. And the lady points out the goat in the lineup who obviously attacked her because of the Mountain Dew. But she and doesn't. That's it. Yeah, A, that's not what happened. That's not what happened in your own commercial. Your she own doesn't commercial. point anybody out. He says, he goes on, I guess people are claiming that it's racist, which, you know, that wasn't even portrayed in that commercial. There's no type of hate being portrayed in that work of all, which I'm confused by. But this older black dude, uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, that's the Syracuse University uh-huh. guy, I guess he found it racist because I was portraying stereotypes, which is ridiculous because, one, all of those dudes in the lineup are my friends. Two, they're all basically in their own clothes. It was originally supposed to be just two dudes, but Garrett from Trash Talk came up with his friend and other people had showed up. So I just put all of them in the lineup. <laughs> oh really want to know the truth. Three, no commenters saw that commercial and said this is racist. Um, strong. <laughs> I strongly yeah. suspect that's not accurate. Yeah. Everyone either said, wow, this is ridiculous. It's a goat talking. Or they said, wow, this is the dumbest. Why would they even make this? That I do believe. It is. It's it's very upsetting. Seeing yes. this woman like freaking out. Like... And just the the idea of violence against women, like yeah. it's it's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Um, so to conclude here, so for Watkins to nitpick and notice that clearly shows his state of mind is on some other shit that I can't comprehend. For him to actually sit there and for him to notice that it's all blacks in the lineup, that wasn't my intention. Interesting. So, and, and I should point out that um, I think he was just sort of having some fun with this and his friends, and it wasn't super well thought out, honestly. Like, I know Tyler the yeah. Creator's a, a smart and uh, thoughtful guy, but like, I don't think this is an example of like his greatest contribution to art you know (laughs) yeah of course and of course all of his music with odd future of course that was super highly controversial as well i mean they were kids i mean they were like they were like brilliant geniuses in one way but also throwing around all kinds of anti-gay epithets and i think a lot of violent imagery when it did come uh to to women um and so it it, now there this is 2013 and i think um you know they've frank ocean has come a long way i believe tyler the creator has come a long way since then as well i believe it i wonder what all matured a, a great deal so I, I do yeah. wonder I wonder what a seven year later eight years later Tyler would have to say about that you know yeah. and, and like you know we're all we should all be allowed to like do some stupid stuff when we're young it'd be interesting to ask it would be funny to like you have the opportunity to interview Tyler the creator and you lead with this <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing it'd be kind of interesting yeah. right it'd be like so You've had Probably some, saw you've had this eight coming. Years, eight years to reflect. I have to ask. Let's start. Let's talk about the Mountain Dew commercial that was online only and quickly pulled. Yes, exactly. What's happened since then? Uh, anyway, that's really that's really interesting. Is and, that interesting? Yeah, and and uh, like I say, it's somewhat upsetting. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, let's check in with the ad council. I see we got a bunch of emails here from people agreeing with me that the idea that only parents point out things from airplanes <laughs> is kind of you got a your, bogus. You got your weeks mixed up. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, this first one is from Mike. Uh, Mike writes, I have been loving the new Zillow commercial with the woman who comes into a boardroom full of women who are various versions of her, declaring that she wants help making an important decision. Uh, She wants advice from the other hers about selling her house and buying a new one and asks different ones for their opinion. And negative me says no right off the bat. Lazy me. Like they're each a version of her, right? It's like this me, that me. 
Uh, lazy me complains about how hard it will be. Antisocial me turns away. Helpful me suggests Zillow. And that makes uh, our sort of main me happy. In the long version, and I did look this up, and thank you, Mike, for letting me know that there is a long version because I've seen this on uh, in the wild, but mostly the 30-second version. Uh, in the long version, several more of the me's are asked uh, are asked about their opinion, and each one's very funny. But the best one is never acknowledged. Right as the woman is about to give up, you see a new me slip into the room, uh, ducking down to avoid being seen. And that's obviously late me. Oh, but okay. they never ask about it or, or she doesn't have any lines. <laughs> but it's just like a little throwaway it's just joke. slipped in there. Yeah. And so what we have here is this woman. She's dressed exactly the same in all of the versions of her. I think maybe sometimes she maybe has like a little bit of different like styling, like glasses or hair up or you know, glasses on, hair down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a, just like a, a simple sweater and jeans. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, she's not wildly different from mm-hmm. version to version. And so I see one version of her is wearing a necklace made out of... Um, Paper clips. That's interesting. I don't know. I have not seen this commercial yet, so I'm just scrolling through. But that's interesting. Uh, well, so we'll we'll start here, and you've got the main woman now, kind of asking for ideas from the different me's. Okay, listen up. Selling our place, buying this place. Thoughts. Negative me. No. Shouldn't have started with you. Spontaneous me. Already ordering drapes. Paranoid me. Why are you asking me? Antisocial <laughs> me. Wow, I'm rude. Uh, lazy me. Lazy, Lazy me. me. We gotta sell our place, sort out finances. Uh, stressed me. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, stressed me just breaks breaks a laptop in two <laughs> by pulling it the wrong way. Just to catch up on what we've been seeing, Lazy me is like kind of sleeping. I think you mentioned that before. Late me sneaks in the bag. Yeah, I do love that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, does anybody have anything helpful? Helpful me. Hi. Um. We don't need to stress about lining it all up. Zillow can help with that. And that's why you're my favorite me. I thought I was your favorite me. Oh, you totally are, gullible me. <laughs> me. <laughs> me. 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 Okay, now she's just alone in her apartment, and we realize this whole thing has just been sort of a fantasy, right? Yeah. She's looking at her Zillow app. Me. 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 Did you say something to me? I didn't say anything. That's really great. Isn't that great? And there's a whole series of these where she goes through the whole house buying process with the me's. Oh, it's interesting. I thought maybe they would have other people with a bunch of different me's. No, it's always her. They're sticking with her. I think that's good because she's good. She's really good. I love this. I also love this as a concept. And I, Ad Council, help me out here because I feel like I'm going completely nuts. But I thought that we had already done a show where we looked at ads that involved the same actor playing different versions of themselves or that doesn't ring a bell or, or you know for some reason they the same actors in this in the commercial twice playing two different roles whether it's a version of themselves mm. or we have talked about those ads for um some credit card is it like Citibank or something or discover oh, card that's so confusing where it's really confusing about whether it's even the same actor every time they, they never they explain look it. A you lot have one like, person who's calling into a call center and then themselves answer sort the, of but I don't think it's always the same actor it's really confusing so confusing but anyway I guess we haven't done that show because I went looking for it but if I've somehow for not if I somehow I'm not remembering what that show was, somebody get back to me about yeah, it. Yeah, we have some listeners who just recently went back yeah. to all the archives, right? We need you now more than ever. And actually, that's a great segue because one of those listeners, Brian, uh, has just gotten to our episode about Sasquatches. Oh, Brian, still digging through the crates. There's something about Harry. 
<laughs> uh, we did the show. I don't remember that. Like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, maybe. Is this the same one? Because there was a Sasquatch in one of the, um, in that like, Oregon mask up commercial. Yeah, did we sure. include that or I was that so. just a, a COVID roundup we did? Who knows? Well, I mean, a year and a half ago practically was, you know, I think we were in COVID. That's what I mean. That yeah. might have just been a roundup of COVID related yeah, commercials it, or it might no, have no, been. No, no, we the, actually did a whole show okay, about yeah. Sasquatches. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and one of the commercials we talked about was this um, uh, KTEL Bigfoot shoes. You put, the, it's a toy for kids. Oh, yeah. You put them over your real shoes and then they make big, uh, like, yeah, I remember that. Bigfoot prints in the snow. Uh, if you want to play that. Oh, just, okay. Just do, we, to... do we have that here? Oh, okay, good. It's right here. So here it is. Liz, desperately hiding in the darkest forest of the great Northwest. This is so weird. So it's that real old timey kind of animation. It almost reminds me of, I don't know, Genevieve, like maybe like some sort of a sort of Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, era a holiday special. Animation. It, 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 you know, and there's something inherently creepy about this kind of animation anyway. And this one is specifically creepy as this, um, it looks like maybe older, slightly older kid is telling the legend of the Bigfoot to a few younger kids. And we see a big shadow kind of rising over them. I assume that's going to be the Sasquatch. Be hiding in the darkest forest of the great Northwest. Bigfoot is here. K-Tel's Bigfoot is here, and far from frightening, it can be great fun. You can make footprints in the snow. Follow the leader. Make up your own game. Bigfoot! They have one idea! Bigfoot from K-Tel. They start to list things, and they give up. They're like, follow the leader. And make up your, make own, your own games. games. We, we ran out of ideas. That's... Even grandparents can tolerate Bigfoot. <laughs> so I that's didn't your really... second Mr. Show reference of this episode. <laughs> I think that's actually a awesome show. Great job. Oh, you're right. I was thinking of Bowel. It's Bob Odenkirk, yes. but it's not an awesome show. You're right. Uh, so Brian writes, we had those Bigfoot shoes as a kid. Yeah. I think they're still in my mom's garage. Uh, we had all the KTEL stuff, but the most memorable were the records of novelty songs. Now, I didn't know that K- KTEL wasn't a, a brand I was aware of as a kid, Me but either. I really went down a KTEL hole today. <laughs> um, the whole going down a hole thing, isn't it really a K-hole? It's really a K-hole, <laughs> We're yeah. getting really close. We're getting back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one is for, um, I, want, I want to play this. And I said at the top that um, a listener had found one of the most annoying collections of sounds. Oh, no. And I would say this is what I was referring to. Oh, no. This is uh, like, an, a, a you know, how they used to sell like an album with a bunch of different compilations that, that would fit into some theme and lots of, you know, time, you know, other, KTEL wasn't the only uh, purveyor of that. But this is a, a collection called Goofy Greats. Okay, this is not Goofy, the character from Disney. No. It's just Goofy Greats. KTEL presents Goofy Greats. 24 funky hits by the original stars, Ohio Express. Yummy, 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 I got love in my oh, yeah. tummy. Brian Holland. And it's teeny weeny yellow polka dot the key. Hollywood Argyle. Look at that cake like, like man go. Ray Stevens. 1910 Fruit Gum Company. And you will never be out. Surfenberg, Nashville Cat, Bread and Butter, Bonnie Maroney, and many more. Remember Shirley Ellis. Shirley, Shirley, Bo Burley, Bonanna, Pineapple, Burley. Larry Bird. Please, Mr. Custer. The Royal Guardsman. But the Baron shot him down. Curses, Wilder, Get Goofy Grace. 
24 of the world's greatest novelty hits by the original stars. $5.99 from KTEL. When do the annoying sounds begin? Oh my God, I like most of those. I knew you would. There's something about the pitch of all of that yeah. that's just so bad. Also, a couple of like, uh, what was the one about somebody the... Ahab the Arab. That's uh, yeah. that's an old Ray Stevens. It's uh, probably not something. Yeah, it probably is not. It does not aged well. Right, right, that. right. Yeah. Um, no, I like that though. So one more that I had to. I, we just have to play this. I want Goofy. Great. Says anybody. You look cannot to see? have it. Well, yes, I can. I don't want to hear the it. Boss in this of house. me. Let's see. Did you look yet to see if it's on? Um, I'm sure it's eBay? on eBay. How much? Let's just look. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. All Everybody, right. we're gonna find this out. Goofy uh. Grace. Uh, Here it is. Um, it's only twenty five forty nine. Oh, this looks like a much newer version, though. This is not the classic one. I'll have to go digging for this, but don't worry, I'll find it. I'm not gonna. Pe- I'm not gonna spend more than like. There's a lot of volumes. There's like Goofy Greats Volume Four or whatever. What do you think that was? Volume One. Let's yeah. look for that. Let's see how much this baby is. Nineteen seventy five Goofy Greats. A hundred and seventy six dollars. Uh, it's a. It's one hundred and seventy-five ninety-nine, Genevieve. You're always um, exaggerating. This is the one. This is the one we just heard the commercial for. Alley Oop, um, Rock and Robin. Who doesn't like some Rock and Robin? Well, Science it is. Uh, it's a. It's really expensive it's now. Price to move. All right, I'll put in a bid. Do not. Do you spend. bid on eBay? Yeah, eBay is the one where you bid. eBay on eBay is the one right? where you bid, Grandpa. Yeah. When you're not right. pointing things out of airplane <laughs> windows. All right, before we go, we have to play this ad for another. I told you I went down a KTEL hole yeah. um, for this product called Super Slider Snow Skates, which is basically just like I can't believe KTEL didn't get sued to oblivion selling products like this. This is basically called Bloody Nose in a Box. <laughs> Wait, did they, were they this also is like bag the of glass. Yeah. bag of glass? Um, so basically, this is a product that is just like a a red plastic like tray with an ankle holster and you just put it on over your shoes and then you go down an icy hill on them and they slide like what? skis. They're sort of like skis but like short. But oh. you just stick them over your shoes. Look! Here comes a super slider. Whip whiz whistle with super slider snow skates. Yeah. Just fit them on your boots. It's easy to be a super slider. <laughs> Tough plastic snow skates. They're wild. Wow! You can the really. They it. can't even show you a shot of it for and more than like really two seconds because nobody could stay up for longer than two seconds. Backyard, a brand new sport. Be a super slider snow hockey superstar. Easy to control. Nope. Just slide. <laughs> One size fits all ages. Lightweight. Just skip up hill and you're ready for more. <laughs> They're skipping up the hill. <laughs> These are so dangerous. You saw in that last one, did you see right before it cut, you see the kid is about to go ass over tea kettle? Yeah. Did you see that? You only you see a close-up of feet and you see them just give out right before well, they do the that's cut. That's what I'm Look. saying. There's not enough. You can't Rills. get enough footage of them being. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, ad council. Now you're a super slider rider. Two ninety nine. Super slider snow skates. I love this like. 70s yeah, the whispering. Or maybe I, is this sixties? Well, I, the other one was like songs from like that one was yeah. nineteen seventy five. But it like it has a seven early seventies feel to me. Please get at me, ad oh, council, God, if I any of you had that. the super slider snow skates, because I have to know. Uh, were you just like black and blue your whole childhood? Did like 
did they, did your parents decide to sue KTEL? Like, what happened? There is an entire, and you probably know this. Oh there's yeah, an entire you could, we could spend the YouTube whole show on channel. That, that yeah. this is for mood shirts. <laughs> How does that go? It's a fun fashion sensation. The incredible "I'm in the mood" shirt, perfect for today's lifestyle. It's fun. <laughs> Goes where you go. The mood applique actually changes color responding to your mood. Okay, now uh, this stop I want. This show. Okay, this so I want. these are white T-shirts. Yep. With uh, uh, just kind of a, a circle in the middle. It's it says, the stuff that used to be like a mood ring. Exactly. And it of. says, "I'm in the mood." Please get me one of these. I'm and I am the not mood. joking. And then it's got like in the mood ring material in this circle in the middle. The mood applique actually changes color responding to your mood, your hidden emotions. Black, you are tense. Green, you are more relaxed. <laughs> and finally, the most desired shade of violet blue. You are in the mood. A fun part of, of your life. what? Well, they're showing a bunch of bikini babes while um, the shirt goes purple. What oh do you think you're God. in the mood for? This is you are more amazing. Relaxed. And finally, the most desired shade of violet blue. You are in the mood. A fun part of your life. <laughs> the In the Mood shirt comes in a complete range of sizes and colors. In the Mood shirts, available at leading stores oh everywhere. No, I'm sorry. I'm Please not, get I me in In the Mood I shirt. I can't stop. We we need to he- watch some more of these. And okay. I know, I mean, unless you just want to dedicate an entire show to this at a different um, no, what at a do, different time. I want to do more. one more. You can play. You can bring one toy. You bring one toy. You bring one KTEL commercial. Let's see. Uh, Betty Ann's Taylor Marker, the Bedazzler. Um, baby duckling wine. Yes. So it's not just toys. It's just like well, I mean, it's also these compilation records. Uh, there's a fifth dimension special, so that's a record. Um, you want to do the um here? I want to go KTEL products. Sorry, everybody. This is too important to waste my last one. How about Aqua Dapt? Okay. Aqua Dapt. I don't know. What this is. Now it's here. Vacuadapt, your lightweight solution to heavyweight cleaning problems. Simply attach to the hose of your vacuum cleaner and you'll have cleaning ability like you've never had before. Vacuadapt converts what? your cleaner to enable you to pick up is virtually any household mess. Is happening. It's like a water, it's like a rug cleaner. I guess but so. You but you attach it to your regular vacuum. Your regular vacuum cleaner, but a regular vacuum cleaner that kind of has hoses coming off the back of it. It's, it's the kind like. It's a regular vacuum cleaner, like a stand-up vacuum cleaner that you'd run across your floor, except the kind that also has hose attachments on the back of it. So this commercial is a very different era. This, I'm getting 80s, 90s vibes Uh, from this. What is going on? solution to heavyweight cleaning problems. Simply attach to the hose of your vacuum cleaner and you'll have cleaning ability like you've never had before. Vacuadap converts your cleaner to enable you to pick up virtually any household mess you couldn't or wouldn't want to with your everyday vacuum cleaner. Spilled foods and liquids are no match for Vacuadap. It simply takes the grime away in seconds. I think what it lets Broken you do is it lets you pick up like wet messes and it, yes. and it dumps the wet mess into this bucket, basically. Yes, you're using the suction of the vacuum, but it, the, but it, it tracks the wetness, like whatever the moisture the is in this bucket. Vacuadapt fits all makes of upright and Why is he saying Vacuadapt? Because it's because va- this thing is just mislabeled. It's, oh, it's Vacuadapt. I see. Okay. Through. Vacuadapt fits all makes of upright and cylinder vacuums. Its pickup ability is simply amazing and can be used literally anywhere around the house. Vacuadapt with hose, extension tubes, plus. All right, I'll get you an in the mood t shirt if you give me the Vacuadapt. Deal. Deal indeed. That opens up a whole new world to me. That is amazing. 
All right. I know this has been a long show, but last week was a very short show. So let's just. And not very good. And not so very good. This is so a better show. this is a bad but long show. So we'll just power through here. And this is a this isn't a bad show. I don't think I think today's <laughs> show is good. Um, this is regarding this um, quote unquote jingle we played last week that was sent in from listener Zach. Right. And Zach yes. is the guy who has been collecting a lot of uh, VHS tapes from around town and then converting them digitally and just like discovering what's on these old tapes exactly so cool and so, so cool. zach sent us this um delightful and catchy and in his words catchy jingle for the santa fe railroad uh and it was uh this one that andrew's gonna play now yeah Do you hear that whistle down the line i figure that it's engine number 49 she's the only one that'll sound that way on the so you and I were like, hey, yeah, good yeah, jingle, nice song, yeah. Well, Glenn writes, it's not a jingle. Uh, on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe, it was not a jingle. It was a song by Harry Warren with lyrics by Johnny Mercer. And I did a really quick, just I just typed that into, um, into uh, what do you call it, Spotify. Yes. Yes, sorry. Um, I honestly More evidence that you are not old. I do another podcast called Spotless, and there's some <laughs> other spot spot related thing in my life and I my brain gets jumbled uh-huh. and as I was saying Spotify there I was like am I saying the name of the podcast uh, anyway I see that this song has been um, performed by Judy Garland actually let's listen to a little bit of this very different version not as like kind of do you hear that whistle down the line oh yeah I figure that it's engine number 49 she's the only I also wonder if it was associated with some sort of a production. Let's hear the John Denver version. Yeah, here's a John Denver version. Ooh, even jazzier than I thought. I thought it was going to be more folky. Do you hear that whistle down the line? I figure that it's engine number 49. She's the only one that'll sound that way on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. We got a Harry Connick Jr. version here. Ooh, he's really slowing it down. Yeah. I loved you in Memphis Bell, Harry. <laughs> I loved him in Independence Day. Really? Yeah, he's really in that. Do you hear that whistle down the line? I figured that it's engine number 49. Pick it up. Come on. the only one that'll sound that way on the adjacent Topeka and the Santa Fe. Now, I looked for a Harry Warren version, and I got this, which is actually, because I think Harry Warren, I don't know this. I only know what Glenn has sent in, but I'm guessing that Harry Warren maybe was a songwriter and not a performer, because here's Mandy Patinkin uh, performing this from something called From the Harvey Girls. Even this is fast compared to Harry Connick Jr. Slow it down. Is this Do you metal? hear that whistle down the line? I figure that it's engine number 49. She's the only one that'll sound that way on the absent peak and the Santa Fe. Mandy Patinkin, <laughs> your smile got 
so I big. Love you him. love him so much. I love Manny Patinkin so much. I don't. I mean, I I was a fan of um the Princess Bride, but I don't even know if I knew his name until I met you. And really, just a household name to you. Yeah. What about the four freshmen? I'll bet you this is up my alley. You're really going for the train feel. Yeah. Watch out, Daddy O. Ooh, I like this. There are a lot of versions I of know. this. There's Bing Crosby. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep this, going with uh, this. But this is. I love the uh, comparison. It's fun though. There's so much. I think we hit the major ones yeah. here. I see a whole bunch of versions by people whose names and artists who I don't recognize. But um, that's really cool. Well, thanks, Glenn. Yeah, although I do think, Glenn, it kind of raises an interesting existential question of what constitutes a jingle. If something is a song, if something is a song that predates. It's use as a jingle. Is it by definition never a jingle? I think. Yeah, I think yes. I, I believe that is a fact. All right. Because like, if I used a Radiohead song, which would be amazing. If I just used used a really like spacey. What about that car? We watched a car commercial kind of recently for some local car dealer, where he like he covered some like emo pop song or something i can't remember what it was but it was like some you didn't recognize it as a pop song yeah, I but say, i did i'm not even sure that i remember this um yeah. and it was pretty ridiculous but anyway i like is that a jingle or is that yeah, a song no, i think that if you're taking an existing pop song and using it in your commercial especially one that is clearly so popular um by the way this is the uh is this the bing crosby no this is the mellow tones oh I wonder if the Mellow Tones are a more modern group that play classic music. Could be. Might also be um, instrumental. Oh, yeah, probably is. All right, I like it. Yeah, so thank you, Glenn. Um, this is the last thing I'll say before we leave, which is just some good news from Hong Kong for us. Oh, yeah? Um, I got a note from, I got some spam uh, sent to the After These Messages show at Gmail address, uh, letting us know that congratulations. After These Messages podcast is now ranked one number 134 on the Apple Podcasts TV and film chart in Hong Kong. Oh. So our popularity in Hong Kong is growing. Oh, that's fantastic. Or shrinking. I don't know where we were before. That's a really good point. I did When you told me that earlier, I looked up to see where we were, if we were even listed on like the first page of TV and film. Uh, like it, global iTunes. or yeah, US. just global or US or whatever. Didn't see us. So no, I'll, I wouldn't think so. I'll see it. Well, we I didn't just, even crack the top 100 in Hong Kong. We used when we were new. We appeared on. It's that always list. the way it is, though. Like being new. I don't like. It's such a weird algorithm. I saw though um, this little journey we went on and, and looking at this stuff. You and I both noticed that there's a lot of uh, reviews. Very kind. There are a lot of kind reviews. Kind reviews yeah, for us. That's uh, very thank nice. you. I didn't know though because we don't. That's not something that we push a lot on the show we've it's said it from time to time we've said we used to say it when we started but then i lost my apple password and then i stopped oh. caring because i couldn't <laughs> i could no longer read them well i care because i could see it without a password today and it's really <laughs> sweet in fact one person said plus five who said five stars 
for having our friend Aaron Roden on and then plus one star for something else, but accidentally gave us just one star. Yeah. Really dragging down our uh, dragging down our percentage there if you want to uh, correct that. If you're, that person. <laughs> you're still listening. Um, yeah. Yeah. If any of you accidentally didn't give us five stars, obviously now is your opportunity to no, go. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you give us three or four. Like, I understand. Like, listen, I'm no... I'm no ben I think Harrison, that that person but probably like, tried to give us a five star review at, at one point and then came back and as a joke gave us an extra may, one star review. Then we end up with a one star review, but they are not additive when you do two. Right, yeah. exactly. So please uh, fix that. And I think that's really the message we wanted to get <laughs> out get there. there out, get out and fix that. <laughs> you can sell anything. All right, now what? Uh, now we, now we just do the the how to get in touch with us part. <laughs> now I say something. <laughs> we have a Facebook group. That's right. Go to Facebook. Look for After These Messages podcast. That's us. Yes, uh, we'll ask you a couple of very simple questions to make sure that you're not a bot. And uh, one of them, them is literally, are you a bot? Right. Exactly. So you can clear that. Also, we have a voicemail line: six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. That's six zero seven. 444-5597. Give us a ring. Anything on your mind? Let us know. You can also sing us your favorite jingle, even if it was a song. Even if it was, it was a song. In the commercial. And finally, the email address. After these messages show at Gmail. Easy enough. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. You can sell anything.